hairs on my body started standing on end. Silent. Nothing there. I fought to get back into my body. You are going to be a vital importance of helping us convince the masses. Type 471. Type 471. Bridge to the other world. Bridge to the other world. Welcome to Type 471. I'm Sam Kitchen. My guest today is Tiffany. Now, Tiffany had a Sasquatch experience in the Iron Gate Lake area of Siskiyou County, and this is very interesting to me. I mean, all Sasquatch experiences are interesting to me, but uh, the Iron Gate Lake area is is an area of interest of mine, so I'm interested to hear from Tiffany today. Tiffany, welcome to Type 471. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to have you. Thank you for being here today. So, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, to the extent that you're comfortable, you know, and uh, and about your background in the Iron Gate Lake area. I understand that this happened a number of years ago. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, I grew up in this area as a kid, and uh, we uh, were building a home up Camp Creek, which is uh, off of Iron Gate Lake, and uh, when we were building way up above everybody, and one day we just heard a, our chickens started going off, making all these weird noises, and so I yelled at my brother, something's getting the chickens. <laughs> and I and the neighbor were there working on the house. And we went out on the net deck and right across from our house, there's a little creek. And on the other side of that is a little hill. And that's where I saw Bigfoot just standing there staring at us. Ah. Yeah. How, how did that feel right at that moment? We were all kind of quiet at first. And then... My neighbors, my brother had gotten a gun just in case, you know, there was something getting the chickens. And then we both started yelling, shoot it, shoot it. But it was like we couldn't move. It was like something telling us, you don't move, don't move. You know, and it stayed there for a good five minutes looking at us. And, I, you know, most people would say, well, that's just fear. But I didn't think it was fear because I didn't feel really afraid. But I couldn't move. None, none of us could. Yeah. And and so while you were feeling this feeling of not being able to move, it was looking directly at you. That's that's am I am I understanding that correctly? Correct. Yeah. It, the whole time it didn't take his eyes off of us, and then within like I said, five minutes, it turned around, and within four steps, that was up and over the top of that mountain. Yep. That sounds crazy. Yeah. They they can move, can't they? Yeah. As soon as it was gone, me and my brother ran as fast as we could down to my grandmother's house. And my I had my uncles and my dad. Uh, they all went up there and saw the footprints and tracked it back into, there's a really dense forest back there, and they couldn't go any further. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, speaking of that forest, that uh, what you're talking about right now is touches upon why I'm so interested in the Iron Gate Lake area. It's because of the unique 
landscape. It's because it's such it's high desert, and um, there are only kind of these patches of forest. And uh, I mean, there, there's there's forest out there, sure, and there's there's wilderness, but um, there's a lot of there's a lot more open area. So Sasquatches are more they have to be more specific in their movements. They're more restricted in their movements in that area. So that uh, kind of increases the opportunity for encounters, um, or at least it can. Uh, so that's part. That's part of why I find the Iron Gate Lake area so interesting. Tell me when, as you were standing there looking at it this this whole time, um, you got a pretty good look at it. So what what did it look like? Can you describe just every single detail that you can think of? Yeah, it it was at least seven foot tall. Um, it was standing kind of in the shadow of the mountain, so I couldn't tell exactly what color it was. You know, it looked like dark, like a black or dark brown in color. You know, real hairy. His face was not hairy at all. He had kind of a pointy head, you know, but in big. I mean, it was huge. I think my uncle measured the feet at 11 inches long by about six inches wide at the, like, where the toe base was. So, yeah, it was, you know, like I said, I couldn't tell the true color, but it was dark in color. Definitely, you know, had more black than a brown, dark brown color. Sure, yeah. Uh, did you happen to to notice anything in particular about the eyes? Um, no, not you know. I didn't see like no red glowing eyes or anything like that. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I just meant you know like did you notice what color they were or anything like that? But yeah, I, I understand no. that what you said it was in the shadow of of the the mountain. So I I totally get you know what you're saying. How you know certain details were apparent and certain were, certain others were not. I I totally understand you. So as it's standing there and you're 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 feeling like you you can't move what what's your impression of what's happening what is compelling you just uh, in in those moments what what do you what do you feel like is happening in those moments Well it wasn't like I could hear a voice in my head say don't move but there was something in my head saying don't move <laughs> you know I know that sounds kind of strange but you know it was just like a paralyzing voice that you know who was saying don't move don't move you know and that i would be okay as long as i didn't move yeah actually that doesn't sound too bizarre to me at all i i understand very well the 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 kind of feeling that that you're trying to describe and i appreciate you you know taking the the, the time to to try and describe that now you have had if, if you're comfortable talking about this if you're not that's perfectly fine uh you you mentioned other experiences to me in that area as well Yes, we had a few weeks before we saw him, there was the uh, bright light in the sky that kind of kept dancing around in the sky. And it was there for about a week. And we had called the CHP out and, you know, they couldn't explain it either. The one uh, police officer that came out was kind of scared, too. I said, yeah, it's kind of creepy because it was there for a whole week. And, uh, it ended up in the newspaper, <laughs> Wairikas' new daily news back in the day. Like I said, that was back in 78, 79. And the police officer came back out and he said, well, we have to tell you that they're launching weather balloons out of weed, but we're looking towards Medford. So there was no way it was a weather balloon. Right. Even he didn't believe that. Yeah, didn't uh yeah, he he got a little freaked out from what I understand. He did. Well, we all kind of creeped out cuz it just kept coming back. 
that is something else. And and yeah, I I don't know a lot about weather balloons. I mean, you know, in in looking into these yeah, things, don't dance like that. You know, exactly <laughs> in the same spot. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I don't think they dance like that. You know, what what, what uh, did this dancing movement look like? I mean, I, I you described it a little bit. Was it entirely straight up and down, side to side, or it it was up and down and back side to side, and just a small pattern. You know, like a little bug that kind of flies right in front of you. It was kind of like that. Uh-huh. You know, just a little bit in a in a. Well, I'm sure in the sky it was a. You know, it was quite a ways up there. It was moving at a good click, but down just standing, looking at it, it didn't look like, you know, through the camera lens because my grandfather recorded it. I wish we had the recording, but, you know, you could just see it in the, the lens itself, so it didn't dance too far apart. I very well can picture the, the kind of movement you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I get it entirely. Wow. Well, you know, there there's stuff going on. And, uh, you you took a long time to to really you didn't tell anybody about this these experiences for quite a long time am, am i understanding that correctly yeah yeah you know i i told a couple of people and my brother uh didn't want to talk about it at all but some people really just thought you i was crazy you know just making it up that you know or i saw something else and just you know like a bear or whatever so for a long time i didn't tell anybody about it but as I'm getting older, more and more people are talking about it, and more and more people here are talking about seeing it or have heard the tree knocks and the uh, whoop whoops and the howling that I used to hear up there. Right. You know, that the people that are living up there now, I guess they still have experiences of hearing different weird sounds up there. Ah. But there's also you know, mountain lion and bobcat. So, you know, a lot of people contribute to that kind of that yelling, screaming comes from them. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes, you know, one can be, be mistaken for the other. And yeah, sometimes uh, it's it's a mountain lion and not a Sasquatch. But um, wow. So, so you're actually in touch with people who are hearing these things today in, in the Iron Gate Lake area. Well, I've heard from, you know, uh, my family has lived up there. I, I moved away for a while and came back. And but my family has talked to people that have lived up there. You know, I, I don't know if the people that are living there now have, but I, you know, throughout the years, people have heard different noises up there. Sure. Yeah. No one's ever said that they actually saw him, but you know, I I I know that there are Sasquatches in that area for sure. Yeah, I have. I tell people. I finally tell people. I know he exists. I saw him. <laughs> you know? That's right. That's right. I know. It's 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 that that thing that only only people who have, who have seen them, like you and me, only only people like us can truly appreciate that. Well, we've seen it with our own eyes. We know it exists. So you know. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the culture is kind of becoming more open and accepting to these things. So I'm really glad that you finally chose to, to share your experience with us. I, it's a it's an important experience, as as they all are, of course. But, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you you coming forward and sharing these things. It contributes. It, it helps us all expand our knowledge and understand more and more with, you know, with every little insight. So I really appreciate that, Tiffany. Oh, you're most welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for joining me today on Type 471. 
And my next guest today is Kim. Now, Kim had quite the experience in rural northeastern Oregon, way out in the middle of nowhere. She had quite a, it was quite a doozy, and uh, I can't wait for everybody to hear about it. So, Kim, welcome to Type 471. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, I'm very, I'm very eager to get into your experience. So, uh, why don't you, yeah, so why don't we take it from the beginning? Okay. So, I was at the Dalles, and this was about 14, 15 years ago. And um, I was leaving the Dells. I decided to go ahead and sleep a little bit and leave really late, like midnight, um, so that I could go straight to work. Yeah, there's a little town of Malton, I believe is what it's called. And I got through that little town. And otherwise, we're in the middle of nowhere when you take 97 the back way. It's just like miles of, of unknown territory. And um, I pulled over to let my dogs out. And my, young, my, my smaller dog that was sitting in the front seat started growling. And so I kind of glanced over at him, and I noticed out out in the field out there by the by the hill there was this strange lights that were hovering around. Kind of my first thought was kind of playfulness, and there was a a large a large something I couldn't tell it was dark, but it had it had three red lights on it in the in a triangular shape, so one at the top and two at the bottom, and then there was about four four to five smaller white lights that were just cheerfully floating around this one, the triangle-shaped one, as if they were being playful and almost like children. And I I just kind of just stared at them for about a minute or so, and and I started feeling really uneasy. And so, I, I mean, I looked out at my dog. I decided I'm not letting my dogs out here. I don't feel right about this. And all of a sudden, just like they stopped. And I could feel them looking at me and the hair that I don't have on my neck just raised up. And I was so scared at that moment that I just, I pulled out as fast as I could, getting rocks everywhere. And my dog was now barking and kept, I kept just, I put the, the pedal to the metal and I just kept going for a little while. And I was looking out my window and I saw them, but then then I didn't see them. So I stopped again just to see what the heck is going on. And I looked over again, and believe it or not, I was in the same exact spot I was where I started at. And my, my son had reminded me of this because I called him immediately when I, got, when I got somewhere where I felt safe. But anyway, so when I realized I'm still at the same spot I was, I again pulled back out on the road. And I just, all the way, I didn't even stop to look at any, any further. I just kept going and going. And I would glance out of my side window. And I would see these, these lights as if they were following me to the side of me. And, and they were getting closer. And I was going as fast as I could. I must have been doing 90 or so at these little, little hilly things. I was catching air. And, um, and they were getting closer to me and closer. And it was almost like we were going to meet at like a point. And I just, I was so, so terrified. And all of a sudden I caught air and I went over this little hump and they were gone. And I could see houses at that point. They, they were very distant houses, but there was civilization. I knew there was a rest stop close. So I just, I just kept flooring, flooring the pedal and I made it all the way to the rest stop where I felt safe and comfortable and let the dogs out. I called my son. I called my boyfriend. Um, freaking out and they calmed me down and I went to leave the 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 rest stop 
And as I look across the way, to, looking back to see if there's any traffic coming, of course, in the middle of the night, there wasn't. But I looked through the trees and I could see, well, I saw these lights and, and I stared a little bit more. And I looked through the trees and there were the, the, the triangular shaped red lights right right there in front of me through the trees. So I just, just turned and just, just floored it as fast as I could until I reached the next little town, which I actually think, I don't even remember which town it was. I was so, so exhausted. I pulled over and it was still dark. I pulled over and I just must have just fell asleep because a while later I woke up, the engine was still running in my van. Um, it was daylight and my dogs and kid were still with me. Um, of course, my youngest son was still in a car seat. So it was terrifying. And to this day, 15 years later, whenever I see lights at night, red lights or white lights that are not where they should be, I get really, really scared. So that's, that's my story. <laughs> wow. That, yeah, that yeah. is quite an experience. I can certainly see why uh, you would get freaked out by seeing lights at night, uh, even to this day. So the the part where you wound up in the same place, uh, I want to under I want to understand that better. How how did that happen exactly? Did you uh, describe that to me a little bit more, please? So I I remember I remember more since we talked before, but um, yeah, it was I remember being exactly where I was the first time I stopped, and I looked over and I saw these things cheerfully playing out in this area, and. That's when my my dog was growling, and I just like I got to get out of here because they all stopped, and I knew they were looking at me. Whatever it was was looking at me. I felt it. I knew it. You just know those feelings, right? Right. You just you just know when those things are happening. And so I did pull out and skidded and and drove for a little while. I mean, like probably three or four miles, I would say, just all with the pedal all the way down. And I looked over. I didn't see them anymore. And so I pulled over again to just gather myself and I looked over and there they were again in the state and we were in the same exact spot we had been in when I first stopped. Mm-hmm. Exactly same spot because I remember the curve in the road. I even went back two weeks later to visit my friend again in the Dells and I took the, I usually take I-5 there and then 97 home, but I took 97 there in the daylight so I could see what what was there? What was going on? Was there something that could explain this? And there was nothing, nothing there whatsoever. And I saw exactly where I had stopped twice, apparently. And um, yeah, it was, it was the scariest thing that I've ever encountered in my life. So no kidding. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and I definitely stopped in that same exact spot that I had left. And and how do you account for that happening? Had you taken? I don't know. Have you had you taken several turns or anything like that? I knew the road pretty good because I had done that road several times. You know, especially recently when this happened, and it was mostly all all straightaways with a lot of like like a up and down lumps in the road, just little bumps and stuff. And I remember stopping at this one turn that's at the top of the hill, right past Mountain. And you couldn't see Mountain anymore. But I remember once you get up to the top there, you know, that's, that was a frequent place I stopped to let the dogs out. It was like one of those regular, when you, you know, take the same road trip over and over, you have a spot that you feel safe stopping at. Sure. And so I remember that spot so well. And the distance-wise, I mean, yes. To, to where you get over that one hump and then there's the civilization. I remember that really well. And it, you know, I would have had to, if I stopped, because I have thought about this so much, if I stopped 
a second time in a different place, three or four miles down the road, then that little area of civilization that peeks through would have been so much more closer because it was it's several miles to get to that. So it was, no, I started over in the same exact spot and I don't understand why. Right. Yeah. So, so there, there's nothing cause you were there. I wasn't, uh, I, you, you know, yeah. the, you can see it all in your head in a way that I can't. So, so yeah. I, so it, it seems very strange to you that you would have wound up uh, back in the same spot. Like there's nothing in your mind that, that can account for possibly, uh, you know, taking a wrong turn and, and getting back to the same spot somehow. No, there's, there's just no way. And it was like one of those deja vu feelings. And you get those, right? Yeah. And it was basically like, I, I just did this. It was like, what is going on? This just happened. And it was like almost a repeat, just second for second repeat of what had just happened a few minutes earlier, you know, before I drove three or four miles down the road. Because my dog was in the same exact position. He started growling the same exact way. I looked over the same exact way I had just done it a few minutes earlier. And it was like, what's going on? I just, this all just happened. Did I dream this or yeah, it was so strange. Whoa. And I can't account for how I ended up back in that same spot. And, and it was, it was totally bizarre. You know, that's, that's another one of those things. It's first of all, there are several elements of your experience that, that just really stand out to me. Uh, the playfulness of these UAPs. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's not something you hear very often and it, it, it assigns to them a, a you know, a, a personality unto themselves. Like not like they're maybe not just craft, but they're some, they're like, they're individuals of some kind. And, um, definitely, definitely. I felt that, that they were each in an individual entity or light or whatever they were and they were all gathering playfully floating type playfully around this this triangle shaped large thing object they couldn't all i could see were the lights so um it was very dark and very desolate land very um very you know un unmanufactured land i mean when i went back two weeks later it was very very rocky um yeah it was there's no rhyme or reason for what happened that was out of this world as far as I'm concerned. Um, You know, this was 15 years ago. There weren't people out there in the middle of the night at one in the morning playing with drones. I mean, it was not heard of to me ever. It was definitely the feeling I got was not of this earth. Yeah, yeah. And while while these smaller white lights were playing around the the central red configuration of lights, what was this central configuration of lights doing? What were, what were the red lights doing at that time? It, it, it was basically staying in one spot as the the smaller lights were were going playfully around it, and I didn't really see it moving until I moved, and then all of them. I mean, they were going at the same. I was going, but at the distance away from me on the side here, and and I was easily doing 80 and 90, fast as that van could go, which was over 90, but I was definitely doing 90 at one point, and they they were just right zooming right along with me and just getting closer and closer and closer, and I thought for sure we were just going to meet at a point and and I was going to die. I just felt that this is it. I'm leaving now, and then all of a sudden they were just gone once I got over that last hill. 
You know, you actually have the hair standing up on the back of my neck now. <laughs> it was so freaky. I mean, yeah. I mean, to this day, when I see lights out, I mean, even if they're just, I mean, lights I even know, that I even know going to and from Reading, or I, I, so you just see, you, you know, that there's little lights out there, whether they're for planes or whatever, and you know they're there. I know that they're there. And I'll just get a glance and go, and I'll just, you know, take a breath and go, oh, yeah, I know those lights. So. It's just, that's how much it's affected me. And I don't let things affect me that much, but that definitely got me. Well, that, that is very clear PTSD. I mean, that, that is, you know, that's telling you that something real happened to you right then. That is incredible. Yeah. And, and the, the part about you, uh, ending up in the same place again, see that that's another one of those things that, that stands out to me. And, um, People in in modern times, people have drawn parallels between modern day accounts of alien abduction and uh, old Celtic fairy stories. And uh, wow, yeah, and and your experience, it it is another one of those experiences that that makes me see parallels with old Celtic fairy stories, like uh, the the fact that you wound up in the same place that you had started inexplicably. That's that's the sort of thing, like a, the kind of flavor of things that uh, happen in these old fairy stories and uh or wow. yeah or being in an otherwise familiar area but suddenly finding yourself in an unfamiliar area within that familiar area is another thing that gotcha. happens yeah so it's okay. it's yeah it's it's that same kind of stuff and the playfulness of these lights is is another thing that reminds me of of fairy stories so it's it's yeah. just yeah it's incredible yeah when i first looked at them i didn't feel that that sudden fear I'm like, what are those things doing out there? Oh, they're they're playing. I just thought somebody was playing with lights. And I'm like, wait a minute, I am out here in the middle of nowhere. Who would be doing that at twelve or one in the morning? And and then all of a sudden, then my dog is with. I mean, he sensed it without even seeing it. He sensed it because he was growling. And yeah, then I just realized when they stopped and everything just stopped, and I can feel eyes just all over me, even though I didn't see eyes, I could feel them. And that's that's when the fear started. Yeah, you could feel yourself being watched and observed. Yes. Oh, and the whole way when they were chasing me by the side, I could, I mean, it was just like, they, they were, I almost felt, I mean, just, I felt like I could, like, ESP type thing that they were, like, messing with me. It's just like, oh, we're going to get her, we're going to get her. That's what I kept going through my head, was going through my head that these things were laughing at me, too. I could definitely feel like they were laughing at me. Really? Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> What's definitely going on? It's like, like they was like, "Oh, look at that human in fear." That's kind of what I felt. My gosh! Yeah. Yeah. So you were being toyed with a little bit. It feels like I was. Yes, the speed that they were going and I was going was just nothing could have been explainable for that. It really couldn't. And and that whole behavior and that whole uh, approach to their interaction with you kind of uh, lines up logically with what came next with it, with this red light actually waiting for you behind the tree yeah. line. I, I want to... Behind the tree line. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to <laughs> understand that a little bit more. Like, I, I want to know... Is, I want to see it as well as I can in my mind's eye. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, first of all, how how far away do you? How far away was the tree line? How far away w- inside the tree line were these red lights? And and how big did the red lights appear at that point? You know, to you, like relative to okay. to your position. So so when pulling out of the of the rest stop, so this would just be a regular two lane, you know, one lane each way highway on 97 so it was right across the street where the trees it was just 
right there. It's like in kind of in the trees almost. Um, but I can see maybe a little clearing behind it. But and it, the size of it would have to have been. So I'm like sitting, I'm sitting in a parking lot right now, and I'm looking at these really tall uh, lights on poles. So I would, you know, uh, it would have to have been like 80 feet tall. Wow. So, you know, and, and just the tip of it, the, to the top light, because I can see the top and the bottom light. I, the tip of it was just over the trees. So uh-huh. you figure the size of a pine tree. I'm not the greatest with measurements, sorry. <laughs> but uh-huh. it was right there. It was so close. It was right there. I mean, I just kind of, just when I saw it, I'm like, what the hell? And I just yelled at it, like, get away from me. And I just pulled out on the road and just all the way to the floor again, just for, because it was just, flat land at that point and straight and i just booked it my god that's a hell of a thing and i just kept looking in my rearview mirror and looking out my windows and looking in my rearview mirror looking out my windows the whole time until i finally was so exhausted i just had to pull over and just just wanted to close my eyes for a minute and the next thing i know it's daylight and my engine is still running i'm almost out of gas um yeah it was weird really weird yeah that I'll is every every moment of this experience is weird all the way through the through the waking up uh with your with your vehicle still running but uh as yeah. weird as weird as that is you know i it's not without precedent it, it actually is one of those things that happens in high intensity situations like this high anxiety situations yeah. like this uh, often I will hear that the the experiencer at the very end of the experience, w- when it seems completely counterintuitive, they will just fall asleep. I hear that quite often, as a matter of fact. So, wow. Yeah. That's that's good to know. It's good to hear that because I didn't know if I was abducted or, I mean, I didn't feel like I was, because like, I was in you know a, a, an area where there was civilization. So even though it was early morning, I mean, it was I felt safe i guess or i wouldn't have pulled over because the adrenaline would still have been going sure yeah I, it, it sounds like you you pulled over as soon as you found as soon as you felt like you could feasibly do so and just crashed out yeah. just because it was just so so stressful yeah wow uh, th- that kind of um, th- what you said about like you you felt like you hadn't been abducted and all that 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 kind of ties in with something I wanted to ask. Have you considered uh, being hypnotized to see if you can remember this whole experience as it happened? That would be amazing, and I would love to do that. And I actually know some people that could probably do that that um, actually are certified for that kind of stuff. So um, I guess if you that's certification or what, but they they do they um, yeah they're they're spiritual guides and and um, counselors and so. No, I never really thought about it so generally that you say that, but I've been wanting to be um, hypnotized because I feel I feel very much that past lives I have I just keep it's really strong lately that I just need to find out where I came from before this, who I was. So I'm thinking I'm going to do both. I'm going to see if they'll actually just at least do a session. Wonderful idea, Sam. Thank you. I'm going to do that, and I will let you know <laughs> how it goes. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to, I want to stay abreast of what you discover and, uh, and yes. yeah. Yes. I'm going to do, I'm going to hook that up as soon as I get off the phone with you. I'm going to send them an email and see if I can get a session started or uh, appointed. Yeah, definitely. 
Nice. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm interested on, on all counts in terms of uh, what you can remember about this experience and the past life recall. Uh, I, I personally, sure. yeah, I, I was born remembering past lives and I've spontaneously recalled uh, past lives. Uh, well, not so spontaneously, but uh, during deep meditation or coming out of deep med- meditation and altered states really? of consciousness, I have accurately recalled other past lives as well. So yeah, I'm Wow. I'm eager to hear what you come up with, Kim. Yes, definitely. I will definitely get back to you. Um, Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just been like the last six months. There's just something that's really pulling at me saying you need to you need to look into your past lives and that's going to help explain what's going on now in my life. So, um, yes. That's that's neat. You, yeah. Maybe we'll have to talk to. There might be if I can't get a hold of my people. Maybe there's somebody you can recommend locally. As a matter of fact, I I don't actually know anyone locally, but I do okay. know I do know a good source of information. Uh, in case you want to, you know, just study up and and absorb all the information about it, you can. The the best. Yes. The absolute yeah. best source of information uh, for this kind of, of thing, by far, in my opinion, is the Edgar Casey material. Oh, awesome. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I will check into that. I've been studying a little bit about past lives and, and, and watching some, some documentaries on it, but I will definitely look up Edgar's stuff and, and dive into that. Yes, I have time now, so I can do that. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I've been I've been studying Casey for most of my life, and uh, I have vetted him, yeah. and I can I can tell you he's he's a he's the the reliable source of information on this stuff. I can tell yeah. you that much. Yeah. I do agree with you there because there's some of the stuff that I have I've, I've looked into with his and it's very interesting, very interesting. Yes, the whole world we live in is very interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, the stuff is just unfolding right before our eyes too. It's getting more interesting by it the is. day. I know, huh? <laughs> and I just want to I want to thank you for bringing um, these podcasts to to the to us to the to the community, to the public, um, to everybody out there, because I, I found some really interesting things that, and with your guests, and I, I really appreciate you bringing us information so that we can know as much as we can. Well, I appreciate you saying that, Kim. That is incredibly encouraging and, and kind. Thank you. That's exactly what yes. I want to do, and, and thank you for those supportive words so much. Yes, you are amazing. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Well, with that, I think that's a good that's a good uh, note to end on. Randing on a high note, indeed. All right. Talk to you again soon. If you would like to be privy to the reckoning in consciousness that is Type Four Seven One, go immediately to your preferred podcast platform and follow the show. Rate Type Four Seven One. Give it as many or as few stars as you believe it deserves. Say your piece in the comments and share Type Four Seven One with other people like-minded people, people like you who can hear in my voice that I am deadly serious about delivering wondrous truths to you. So if you believe in what I'm attempting to do, make sure everybody knows just how you feel about Type 471. Finally, to share your own extraordinary experiences with me, email me at type471podcast at gmail.com. I'm Sam Kitchen. Thanks for listening to Type 471, Northern California and Southern Oregon's preferred provider of homegrown unknown. You be well, dear listener. I will speak to you next week.